0: On January 19, 2010, National Phlegomy Advocate Mark Hinkle was on The Me and Vinny Show with host Vinny Politan on Sirius XM Stars 2. Hello, this is me and Vinny. Yes, this is Mark Hinkle calling in for the interview. Hey Mark, thanks so much for calling in uh, and thank you for joining us. Sure, I'm glad to be here. Uh, so you've spoken with Vinny before, right? Oh yes, we go back to 2006. Oh, so you know you know his style and how does it go? I do okay great uh we're on hold we're on break for another two minutes here um, i'll put you on hold and uh, you won't actually hear anything in the phone but when we come back you'll hear Vinny through your phone okay will he be talking about something else first uh no we'll go right into it oh okay thanks um and is there a time that you have to be out of here by i was thinking seven thirty. yes okay not a problem okay thanks thanks Goodbye. Yeah, bye Got something on your mind? Call Vinny now. 866-994-6343. Me and Vinny. Stars 2.
1: me and Vinny on Stars 2, Sirius 108, XM 139 I'm Vinny Baldan. thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning, the 19th day of January 2010, coming up this hour of the program, we'll take you inside the world of polygamy, Mark Hankel polygamy advocate will join us to talk about what it's like prop 8 big love oh my goodness also taking your phone calls, 866-994-6343, 866-994-6343. As I mentioned, I'm coming to you from uh, the CNN Mothership down here in Atlanta, Georgia, in New York. Nikki Buttons, Dr. J., and Michael Billy. And joining us on the program now is uh, Polygamy Advocate from NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com, Mark Hankel. He is the, also the founder of TruthBearer.org. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you these days? I'm doing very well on yourself, there, And you're you're busy as always, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Life in the world of uh, polygamy advocacy is always busy. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Mark, let's start first with, um, just a bit before we get into Prop 8 trial that's taking place and everything else, let's talk first um, about polygamy. And And here, again, as you know, Mark, I am pro-choice on this issue. Uh, I believe if if it's consenting adults, it's consenting adults. It's obviously not for me. Uh, And I have no friends that do this, but uh, I don't understand what the big deal is if it's all consenting adults and everyone's happy and harmonious. However, however, the problem that polygamy has is you say polygamy, I've got an image of a creepy old guy with young women. I've got creepy old guys with... uh, Uh, mothers and daughters, and all sorts of strange uh, configurations, uh, inbreeding, uh, women who don't seem to have a choice. Uh, That's the image that is out there, Mark. Unfortunately, it is. And tell me, so why don't you tell the folks at
0: home about the other side of polygamy, if there is one? Well, it's the less sensationalistic side that uh, tends to make less money for uh, sensationalist news agencies uh... that basically we're just family uh... normal consenting adults having nothing to do with crimes or creepiness or anything of that nature uh... It may be, for example a, an abandoned single mom uh, joins a, a family and they're all are consenting adults and it works to the betterment of everyone including the children has nothing to do with uh, any of the creepy factors that uh... sensationalist media likes to harp on now mark i just noticed you said something though it may involve a, a single mother
1: are there any instances, in the, and you, you know a lot more about this than I do, are there any instances in any culture anywhere in the world where the wife has more than one husband as opposed to what we see time and time again,
0: which is one man with many women? Well, there are uh, reports uh, in Encyclopedia Britannica of uh, in Tibet, apparently, Uh, a situation of uh, what's that's called polyandry Uh, and they have a bit of that as their culture Um, but uh, generally speaking it doesn't tend to uh, happen that way and it's not an issue of uh, male domination or whatever, it's the the, if you will, the nature of man and woman and the types of relationships that uh, they develop, uh, both women and men and that a bunch of men uh, together as a family is, ten, is typically going to be—I uh, don't know—more testosterone, if you will, <laughs> more competitive, and not apt to uh, uh, be uh, they don't the share relationship as well as what you're saying, they well, share as well as women do. It, it's a different mentality being a guy versus being a girl.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, uh, tell me now, as a polygamy, polygamy advocate. Um, obviously, there are people who are living the life now, but they, they, they don't do it legally, right? They're Correct. they legally married, but they
0: live as husband and, and wives. I feel like we would be a married family, and you would say it's a live-in girlfriend, just as a matter of uh, semantics.
1: Right. So, is it important for those who are living that lifestyle to be legitimized by... Um, by the law, by the court, to
0: be recognized and be able to marry? Well, there are a number of issues. For example, uh, the law is actually so tyrannical that in uh, many states, just the mere act of a married man purporting a girlfriend to be a wife also, that purporting to be married, even just saying it, is a crime. You can't even you can't even, so you can't even refer to anything that would then purport the act of marriage, even if it wasn't even by law. Now, now, Mark, you are a Christian man, correct? Correct, evangelical.
1: Now, what we've seen in the in the in the battle in the courts in the, and and obviously the the big headline involves uh, gay marriage because everyone says one man, one woman, and and it seems that the the backbone of that argument uh... comes from the christian community yes uh... so how do you see yourself as as a christian advocating one man
0: as many women as, as he wants or needs Well, it's not so much as what he necessarily wants but as a matter of uh... uh for the christian model of marriage Uh, and speaking to Christians who believe that model of marriage is that of uh, man being as Christ to the churches and being a giver of himself, not, not possessing women, but giving to women. And that the Bible itself... Uh, never prohibited polygamy. And we actually, to Christians, would say that we are today's Martin Luther for Christians, that uh, as Protestantism was to Catholicism, uh, this is continuing the Reformation to those who say they believe the Bible now. And if you say you believe the Bible now, you cannot come to the conclusion that it authorizes government enforcement of one man, one woman, because first, Adam and Eve was written by Moses. The one flesh verse of Genesis 2:24 was written by Moses, and Moses had two wives. In the Bible, there is never Moses had two wives. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Who were they? There was uh, the Midianite woman in Numbers 12, and then of course there is Zipporah in Exodus. There's two different completely women. Did he properly uh, divorce wife one before he had wife two? No, he did not. There was no divorce. There was no uh, no evidence of death. Nothing. You know, it is. Did they the, all live together? We don't know that. It does. It doesn't go into that. Uh, it, what it does say clearly is that the two uh, that, that Moses did marry these two different women, uh, and the uh, and it, not only that, Moses who wrote what's called the law, the Old Testament covenant law. You've got in Exodus 21.10, it says that if he take him another wife, her food, uh, her raiment, and her duty of marriage shall he not diminish. And and not only that, Deuteronomy 21.15, also in the law, the Old Testament law, when you're under that, which Christians aren't, but when you're under the law and you're going to refer to Old Testament law, Deuteronomy 21.15 says, if a man have two wives and then goes forth to give regulation of it.
1: Wow. It's right there. So is there, is, there, is there a cap on the number? Is it, is it two, or is it, uh, you know, it can be two, or it could
0: be three, or it could be four? It's the dynamics of the consenting adult arrangements. I mean, we're talking about all consenting adults, whatever works for that relationship and for the dynamics of the adults involved.
1: Now, in practicality, uh, uh, Mark, uh, you know, again, the other perception involving polygamy, obviously, is, is that a man... Um, You know uh, To have the opportunity to be And share a bed With one woman one night And another woman another night And perhaps another woman another night And uh, that this becomes The motivation The motivation For this polygamy is Hey, you know I don't have to be with the same gal Night after night after night
2: Well
0: That certainly is a Stereotype. When you look to the reality, however, uh, women are smart, and uh, the uh, I have to sarcastically laugh at the mentality that thinks that just having this fleshly idea that, you know, you're going to have a bunch of women and you're just going to be, you know, uh, swapping beds night after night. The absurdity of that is, is that it assumes women are stupid and they're not. Women are wonderful and intelligent. And a man who is an idiot or objectifies women, women aren't going to put up with that. And so the guy who takes it from that perspective is not going to be a polygamist anyway, because they're not going to put up with it.
1: How successful are the polygamy relationships um, that exist now? Are there times where uh, one wife says, hey, you know what? I've tried this. I, I can't do it. I need to uh, back out of the situation. Or perhaps something evolves where there's perhaps some jealousy or maybe the person just, you know, like a, a regular uh, a couple just falls
0: out of love at some point? Well, certainly. Uh, all the implications of... Relationship dynamic problems uh, that can happen with regular uh, or, uh, or or just straight out one man one woman. The same the same dynamic issues can, can happen for anybody. Do, can they get out? Do they get out? Or oh, sure. Mob? Of course. No, no. Of course. No, it's not like that. <laughs> no, no. It's it's if anything, it's actually harder because not only do you have the Issues of relationship dynamics that can pose challenges, just like in any relationship, but on top of that, you've got the compounded factor of uh, the illegality of, you can't even purport a girlfriend to be a wife, and so you have to uh, have a bit of, of unfortunate secrecy, you can't walk around saying things, you can't go around professing. Uh, And that has its toll and takes its toll uh, on relationships and makes it even that much more difficult uh, to maintain such a relationship, only because of the impact of the tyranny of law. Mark Hankel is with us, national polygamy advocate, uh,
1: also from uh, truthbearer.org. Let's take a call here. We've got Ray in Philly, who I know is a very pious man. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Remy. How are you? Excellent. You're on with uh, Mark Hankel. How are you, Mark? I'm very well. And yourself, sir?
3: I'm okay. Uh, you did touch upon, um, I guess, Mosaic Law, but I wanted to know if there is a passage of Scripture, I believe I heard one that says that man should leave his mother and father and find a wife, and they should cleave together, and the two shall become one flesh, just as Christ, you know what I mean, as the figurehead. So now...
0: I did answer that. that,
3: How how is it that they can become one flesh and nurture all of that relationship if there's multiples?
0: Well, actually, I did answer that when I said that Genesis 2.24, the two shall be one flesh. That was written by Moses, who had two wives and was one flesh with each of his wives. If you want to analyze the one flesh itself, you can go to 1 Corinthians 6, where it talks about how the believers are one spirit with Christ, And if the marriage model for Christians is that of Christ and his churches, just as the churches are one, the individuals are one spirit with Christ, so too can wives be one flesh with one husband. Now, is this second wife the Ethiopian woman? Correct. Correct. Yes.
3: Numbers 12, 1 to 15. Okay. All right, so now, now... I understand that they also say that it takes a village to raise, you know, sort of a family. So are you looking at more of a communal situation more no. so?
0: No, And again, we're talking about what consenting adults choose in their own dynamics, in their own relationship. Uh, so while you may have the, the uh, uh, you know, there's the model out there of people having separate houses, others may have it all in one house. It's whatever the adults choose as consenting adults. And again, is there a situation
3: where, because we have seen uh, sort of, and you may want to call it sensationalized, but dateline programming where uh, young men are sort of discouraged from the roost. I mean, at a certain age, they're sort of pushed out
1: in order that the head of the home, or the, in in the, that they, the old guys get all the young chicks So they kick out the young, the young right. So where do you stand In that regard and, uh, and how is that playing feel even Well
0: that is reflective Of a closed Cult group type of Organizational structure We're talking about in a free America society And that's certainly not going to happen In a free America society Now, one last question,
3: and I'll get out of your hair. Uh, Would you advocate, uh, and I mean with fervor, uh, the same level of fervor, would you advocate uh, multiple partners in a gay relationship equal to your marriage?
0: I am saying we we offer what's called the polygamy rights win-win solution. And it will end the marriage debate. And that is, conservatives win with limited government, liberals win with equality for all. Whereas gays could, uh,
3: you know, as a, draw as a, a
0: Christian problem. man, exactly as a Christian yeah. man, Mark Hankel, do you have a problem with the, with gays? As a Christian man, and as a American citizen, it does legally it does not matter what I religiously. Support or do not support Interesting So the point is, is When government is not controlling And defining what consenting adults define Because marriage is not in the constitution And therefore the 10th amendment prohibits Marriage law in the federal government To begin with so the point is that by getting government out of it, and that the only legal basis is that for uh, for government involvement is at the municipal level as a repository of the contractual arrangements that consenting adults make, and so that if government has no business interfering whatsoever, it doesn't matter whether or not I religiously support or do not support uh, other arrangements.
2: Well, Mark, two things. When uh, then what are you calling that? Uh, what are you calling that agreement? Are you talking about domestic partnerships? Are you talking about civil unions? Because I'm with you on marriage. I believe that uh, the government should be out of the business of marriage because the very it the very idea it's unconstitutional. Right, it's unconstitutional, and the very idea suggests religion. That being the problem, two things: what are you calling this legal bind? And also, you've been talking about religion. For me, on the on the gay marriage side, it's. It's a very heavy area to 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 start arguing religion and the book and what the Bible says in Christianity, because it, to me it gives license to those who oppose gay marriage their arguments of religion. When we're really trying to get religion and the Bible out of it and say, no, this is basic law. This is law one o one.
0: Well, I am a limited government constitutionalist, so. I do not believe in using big government, and that's actually why I find my, uh, my fellow conservatives very embarrassing, uh, is because they're turning to big government and using big government socialism to try to oppose what they believe is liberalism. Well, Mark, what are you calling the relationship? What do you? What kind of legal bind are we talking about? The domestic partnership,
2: civil union, if it's not
0: marriage, then what is it? It, whatever the consenting adults want to call it. And if you... It, it, but we have part. with
2: call my best buddy, but the fact <laughs> remains is that married couples get certain legal rights that gay couples need, and let's uh, you
0: Well, I believe in no special rights for anyone. I believe no special rights for those who choose one man or one woman. No special rights for those who choose uh sex partnerships. No special rights for anyone. Well,
1: so how does it all work out
0: practically, though, Mark? It's not
1: let's, practical.
2: Let's say You know, you're talking about... We have partnership and sure corporation law. You're talking about... Uh, uh insurance it, coverage when the, if my boyfriends as my partners in the hospital I need to go see him rights to the will rights to the estate uh, go down the
0: line its it, it, there's so many rights that you, you define that within your partnership contract you define that within your corporation we have partnership and corporation law already and that's all you need to apply what you're saying is it's a contractual relationship and the parties define it agree to whatever
1: they agree to right. uh, but the but what, what happens in this country though like if I'm you know, if I'm the, you, know, you work for a corporation, right? And, and my wife is covered and my family's covered under my insurance. Well, how does that all work practically?
2: It needs to have some sort of title, Mark, because, I mean, you're then we would be allowing me and my college buddies to have, uh, to be under my insurance when, I mean, relationships, uh,
0: significant relationships. That that's how everything gets complicated. Needs to be oh, I think that you know you can make up whatever you want to call it, you know, and create some kind of uh, uh, magical new word that's never been defined. Whatever, and just simply say that whatever individuals uh, choose to uh, arrange themselves by that word, whichever. The point is, nobody has to redefine marriage. Nobody, marriage doesn't have to be controlled or licensed by government. Well, forget marriage. Say we got it. you have got rid of marriage. What I'm getting to is that
2: relationship that I have with my partner. Of of years and years and years, or your relationship with your with multiple women, as it may be, that needs to have some sort of legal uh, title, so we can so we can understand the rights afforded to that couple or family, such as like we said before, insurance, taxes. Taxes are huge. Yeah. child support. Child all, the, child all the things that,
1: exactly. that that could come into play. It gets it gets very murky and very complicated without. Uh, some sort of uniform definition, Mark. I
0: think that's the the complicating factor here, isn't it? Well, I think that it's only complicated by going into bigger and bigger government. If we start pulling back from bigger and bigger government, then it becomes less complicated. We have partnership law, we have corporation law, and we have differentiation of corporation law from profit and non-profit and subchapter S, and there is... Uh, it, we could simply create a, a corporation law and. Uh, Politan Family Corporation. Sure.
1: Okay. All right. I, I, I sort of get it. I still think there's more. Compli- it gets a little bit more uh, murky when you yeah. get into what uh, rights that you may have at certain points. You'd yeah,
2: be uprooting the, the very. Uh, I mean, it's that's a big of, overhaul. Yeah, that's a you, big be overhaul. The very root of of our social ideas of, of marriage. Well, uh, well, you'd be, you'd get to the you'd be invited to a corporation making, you know. Yeah. please. You're cordially invited to our corporation <laughs> <laughs> And do you, Michael, fully incorporate Matthew into your life? <laughs> yeah, several times. There you for know. better or for worse, you, for subchapter S. For- and maybe in a corporation, I get two weeks vacation from my family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, let's,
1: let's, let's now take a look at what's happening in the world right now. All eyes are on this a Prop 8 trial in California. Are the polygamists watching? Yes, we are. And what are the polygamists hoping for, and what do they see coming out of this whole thing? Well,
0: it was ironic that it was the uh, uh, a 5-6 Republican uh, Supreme Court in the first place that uh, Prior to the constitutional amendment that repealed it, that it was actually that, uh, like I said, 5 6 judgment from a Republican court that uh, had originally created the uh, same sex marriage in California to begin with. Uh, so, well, here's the question. I mean, depending upon what the
1: result is here, will the polygamy movement use. Whatever the decision is, let's say it's a a decision that helps gay marriage, which would be the repeal of Prop 8. Mm -hmm. Will polygamists then use that as a
0: springboard uh, to make their own arguments? Well, certainly. Uh, Because actually, there's already been, uh, we actually have the three court cases that already, federal court cases that already apply. Uh, The first one being Romer v. Evans of 1996, was actually an example of the U.S. Supreme Court overturning. Uh, a state constitutional amendment that was considered a uh, an impermissible targeting of a class of individuals, which in that case was homosexuals, and so the actual the, the state of Colorado had constitutionalized a law in their constitu- their state constitution uh, that was uh, against the homosexuals, and the U.S. Supreme Court overturned that. So there's already U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, precedent within this very topic uh, with uh, same-sex marriage uh, regarding the Romer v. Evans case and what's going on here. So we've already got that behind us with Romer v. Evans as overturning state constitution and uh, regarding that. And certainly, you know, if that happens with this overturning the California state constitutional amendment, then uh, you know that 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 further further empowers us may open the door for polygamists well again we're saying that government doesn't have the authority in the first place and we believe that uh, the Reynolds case the original anti-polygamy uh, Supreme Court precedent of 1878 uh, would fall uh, against a state's own challenge of the 10th amendment to the federal ban
1: Aha. Uh-huh.
0: Now, Michael Billy, uh, are you comfortable having the
1: polygamist on board?
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, we've been con- uh, Mark, I don't know if you know,
1: but uh, you may have picked up on this, but Michael Billy uh, is gay. I kind of figured that. Yes, I understand. Thanks. I just wanted to clarify for the record. And the record reflects.
2: Okay, Go ahead, Michael. Here's the thing. We've been fighting for decades uh, to convince, you know, the uh, American Association of Psychiatrists, medical boards, all that stuff, everybody that counts that people are born gay, that it's not a choice. And thus, this is why our rights are being affected, because the people that we are with uh, aren't given the same rights as, as, as married couples. married couples uh-huh. couples. Now, you can't argue that polygamists are born polygamists. They, they, well,
1: yeah. let's ask. Uh, Mark Henkel, he, you know polygamists very well. Is that the what distinguishes... Uh, the, the gays from
2: the polygamists? And, well,
1: I, I would say, first of all, that I am... Are just wired a certain way? Are they born that way? Are you born born for, born, uh, for polygamy?
2: Yeah, it's being a guy. Isn't
0: it? I would say that it is, one, utterly irrelevant. Uh, that it is not applicable. Uh, that, that certainly if you start going down the road of uh, scientifically or pseudoscientifically... Uh, asserting that uh, that the choices that we make are defined by our genetics, then you absolutely cannot uh, deny that for uh, for polygamists. You cannot deny that for say pedosexuals, You cannot deny that for say uh, necrosexuals. Hold on, for example, it's not. We're not talking about pseudoscience
2: here, and we can't throw in the pedophiles because first because. You're Why? talking about non-consenting adults because one of them is not an adult. I agree. All I'm saying is... I, I agree. And I'm not, and I'm not against...
0: And I'm, I'm saying I don't agree with the science, but agree. we're not here to debate science. I'm not, I'm not on your show to debate science. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, is, that,
2: uh, is that when you're polygamous, you are choosing you want to be with multiple people.
0: Well, see, I see that every bit as hypocritical as what you oppose when uh, those who choose one man, one woman say so they oppose you who choose one man, one man. I'm not making a statement. I'm asking a question. I'm not against you. I'm, I'm just really asking. A question. Uh, well, I'm just saying that I, I don't see that as a valid argument. I don't see the pseudoscience of the uh, born-that-way argument as valid either way. Okay.
1: Uh, now, here's, here's the, uh, uh, another question for you, Mark. Um, in any of these uh, polygamy relationships, um, is there, uh, from time to time, uh, from your experience, have you ever uh, seen or heard of, any um uh homosexual type behavior in the relationship where perhaps um you know if it's if it's one man and several women perhaps uh, some of the women uh end up liking each other
0: for those who are uh of that inclination that would be their choice that's not for me to define yeah, i've got to not you, to define to defined, been but been have been and from your experience have you have you seen i am it? aware that has happened Yes, I
2: think it, it
0: has happened, happened. sure I Again, we're talking about the dynamics of what consenting adults choose to do. Yeah. Uh, and you have to separate the difference between uh, the political and the religious. And because I'm a limited government person politically, it doesn't matter what I believe religiously. So you can't put the two together.
2: I agree with you, but you're talking about a fantasy world. The fact is with the gay community, what, what they Are you do, saying polygamy is a fantasy world? It might be, but who who has control of the remote? No, look. <laughs> with, with gays, is that we started this whole religious argument gays with gay marriage, and I thought that was completely the wrong way to go. Okay. Yeah, but their their thing is is we have to include religion and how we feel about religion and why it's it that, that it sh- doesn't go against homosexuality because that's in their opinion that's the majority of the country. The country, you have to win the religious argument. You You're have trying to, to win the hearts and minds. Because uh, yeah, as much as uh, our our policy doesn't uh, should not uh, have anything to do with religion, the fact remains the people behind those decision uh, those those decision makers are vastly religious, or paying attention to their religious bases based in their state. Which, if we're talking about the middle states, are the voting public. So it does have to do a lot with religion,
0: and, and that's. That's a scary thing. Well see, this is where I again I disagree. I think that the, the the error is that the way you persuade a conservative is with conservative arguments. And conservatives the 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 thing they fear the most is that they themselves are liberal. And when you show them that they are being big government socialists by using big government, there that's when you uh, you can persuade them. And so, what we're saying is, you don't even have to take the religious argument. I you get to the point of, do you, you, you can even turn it back on them. The worst sin for the religious is idolatry. And they are turning to the false God of big socialist government as their savior to, for marriage when go- government was in the Bible
1: in the first place. Marriage. Now, Mark, Mark can you stay with us because um, you have to go? You have to leave now? I probably got a few more minutes. Yes. I could probably stay for like 20 hours. Let me just get this this aspect in because I can't talk about uh, marriage and I can't talk about families without mentioning kids. Mark, how do the children adjust to these situations where their parents, as consenting adults, have chosen this uh, lifestyle? Uh, the children don't have a choice. They are in these homes. They are being raised in an an unorthodox type family. And obviously, if the other kids find out about it, it could be uh, problematic for them. How do the kids uh, deal with being children of polygamists?
0: Well, to really be uh, successful, this is about uh, superior relationship Dynamics and being committed to relationships. So uh, certainly children thrive in an environment of adults committed to relationships. So this is not a swinging thing, but rather a commitment thing. So this is an opportunity for children to thrive. The issues that are negative for children are the tyranny of law against it. but How about the other kids in school saying, you know, why
1: do you have three mommies? And, you know, what, you know how do they deal with that?
0: Well, that's... Uh, not something that really uh, you know, situations are not, are not entered into that create uh, those questions to be raised. I'd imagine you'd probably really avoid it. I'd imagine you'd use the same argument that gays give because
2: those are the same questions that sure.
0: gay couples all the time. Sure. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com Thank you.